What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Kilgallen. How the fuck is everybody doing? I'm feeling pretty good recording this shit on a Monday night. It is August. August 1st is upon us. I hope you guys know, hey, you got one good, more solid month of summer. All right? And then September is still summer. People forget that. People write off September. They go, oh, it's fucking cafe latte season. Or no, I'm sorry. Pumpkin spice bullshit season. No, 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 no. September is mostly summer. Up until September 21st, this guy's fucking birthday. That's right. Do you remember the 21st night of September? My goddamn birthday? I was born in the morning though, but either way, it's a fun fucking night. Here's the deal. You could still soak it up in September. Don't go writing it off because football's back. Like I love, I love football too, but it's still summer, okay? It's still shorts often. It's still very hot out if you're a man and then you get the sweaty balls, you get some baby powder, you powder up them thighs, your balls don't stick to your thighs. And that's how you that's how you handle the heat because it's been a goddamn heat wave all over the planet. If you guys have been paying attention all over the planet, it's been a heat wave. All right, so now that it's August 1st, I want you guys to start to really, if you think to yourself, what the fuck did I want to do this summer that I have not done yet? And you write down a list and you get after it. Okay, welcome to the podcast, everybody. If you're listening for the first time, I am a stand-up comedian based out of the city of Chicago, Illinois, United States of America, North America, on the planet Earth. And I like to talk about all the shit you talk about in a pub, in the bar, with your friends, just messing around. I do this solo most of the time, 30 minutes or so. I often have guests, too, or I also have guests, not often, but it's starting to increase a little bit. I've been every other week with a guest. I had comedian Joe Fernandez on last week. That was a lot of fun. Week before that, comedian Sean Flannery. So uh, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. As always, I like to start off with some thank yous, a little gratitude. Uh, thank you to all the supporters, the Patreon subscribers in particular. You too could join the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Joe Kilgallen. A lot of bonus content up there. Threw up a bonus episode just last week in which I talked about my top five favorite stand-up comedy specials of all time. Some really good ones in there, some classics. So if you are not on the Patreon, what are you doing? Help help, help a kid out, right? And um, all the YouTube subscribers, I get a lot of views on the YouTube lately. The views are upticking, so which means I am now more motivated to post even more on YouTube, which I'm excited about. Now, I do have an update for those of you who have been curious. I announced that I was going to be filming my next hour September 17th in New York City at the Communities You Should Know show in Brooklyn at the Gutter Bar. Insanely cool venue in Brooklyn, Greenpoint, Brooklyn, just out, just next to Williamsburg, if you know that area. And that is now being changed. It is no longer going to be September 17th. It will be Saturday, October 1st. We had to back it up. Uh, my director had a scheduling conflict, and we were able to accommodate things. And October 1st is going to be the date, which is nice. You don't want to rush something. I have been working very hard on this hour. I, is, it is my best hour to date. And uh, you you can check the other three hours out. Those are all pretty damn good. YouTube.com slash Joe Kilgallen. I've got all three hours there. So it, tons of them are in clip form. If you prefer your stamp comedy that way, you could also check it out on TikTok. Tons of clips for you there. All right, let's get into the episode. On today's pod, I want to talk about the Mega Millions jackpot that was just recently won. I also want to talk about Will Smith dropped an apology. I don't know if you guys saw that video. 
And um, a few other things I want to talk about. I watched the movie Gray Man on Netflix. I got some, I, I had, you know, a little weekend recap for me. I had a fun little weekend, a fun past week that I'd love to gab about with you all. All right. The Mega Millions. Did you buy a ticket? Did you? There's people were excited. The Mega Million jackpot went up to 1.3, almost $1.4 billion. And the winning ticket was not too far from me, about 30 minute drive, I want to say, just outside of the city of Chicago in Desplaines, Illinois. Uh, yeah. Can you believe someone won over a billion? I know with taxes, it comes out to maybe half of that or something like that. I didn't get the exact number. I saw one report saying they're only going to be about 435 million. And then someone else is like, no, I think that's 435 million is what they take out. They're going to be getting like 700 million, whatever. Whatever they got, it's generational wealth. Their kids and grandkids don't have to work anymore, which leads me to talk about this. Funny thing always happens when the jackpot gets huge. Because then a lot of people start weighing in on it and more people buy tickets, which always does make me laugh because I've heard people say, oh, my God, it's at a billion. Oh, shit, I got to get a ticket, which is hysterical to me because it's like, oh, the regular 20 million, not worth it to you. Not 20 million. Wet my ass with 20 million. That's I can't spare two bucks for a 20 million dollar game. Now, two bucks for a billion. That's like, what the fuck? Come on. Like you're set for life regardless. And that's another thing that people don't realize. I don't know where we went with math in the United States of America or just how we view things in general or our infatuation with billionaires, good or bad. But for whatever reason, people do not realize how much money even $20 million is. I've talked to people and they're like, well, if I won 20 million, I'd still have to work. No, you would not. It, what fucking world are you living in? I know people who make 50 grand a year and are insanely comfortable and happy, happy people. You know, they might not own a big house and have a couple cars and go on lavish vacations, but they're doing fine. Like they seem like they, all their needs are met. And those same people will be like, well, 20 million. I don't know. I think that's still, no, you wouldn't. You would not have to work. Do you have any idea how much money $20 million is? It is an insane amount of money. Break it down per day. Seriously, break it down per day. You could do it that way. I can even do simple math for you. If you got... Here, we'll fuck around. Let's fuck around with it, right? I got a calculator. I'll make it quick. I won't uh, be too boring for you. If I could open up the fucking app. All right, here we go. $20 million divided by 365 equals 54794 dollars a day. You couldn't even spend that all in a day. I mean, I mean you could, but it'd be seriously $54,794. I'll times that by seven. That is $383,561 a week. $383,561. That is a good house. You could buy a, gr a pretty good house, e even in like the city of Chicago. That's a good house. You know, maybe not being like the most trendy neighborhood in the world, but in a good neighborhood, $383,561 a week. That's just an insane amount of money. If you won $20 million, you would not have to work. And that's what leads me to this. I saw a tweet where the person said, I'd rather get a hundred thousand followers on LinkedIn. Cause I could take that, those networks and turn it into a billion. And then the guy later said, well, I was joking. Uh, but like the tweets were so far apart. I was like, were you joking? Cause usually when people do that satirical shit, it's kind of like rapid fire. Here's the tweets. And it's pretty clear. There's a pattern of I'm joking. It, it felt like 
this guy said something stupid because he was trying to show everyone I'm a hustler. I'm a grinder. And people are like, you're a fucking idiot is what you are. Okay. You'd rather that than a billion dollars, really a hundred thousand LinkedIn followers over a billion. Now, now I get it. I get it. We all want to be able to say, I earn this, my brain, my talent, my skill created this billion. Sure. That'd be amazing. But if you won a billion dollars, that's still fucking unreal. That's unreal. And what killed me was all these people commenting to that dude's tweet saying, well, the better question is what would you invest the billion in? And then back and forth about how to invest the billion. And I'm like, that's your first thought. You don't deserve the billion. You don't. You don't. That's your first thought. If your first thought is if I had a billion dollars, what fucking mutual funds am I going to, what index funds, what, whatever am I going to tie it into? Or am I going to invest in? You're fucking boring and boring. People should not get a billion dollars for free. They shouldn't. I'm not saying boring people can't be billionaires, but you got to fucking do something. You got to exploit a lot of workers or fucking uh, come up with some other way to goddamn do it because that is your first thought is I just want a billion dollars. If you're a single individual, your thought is I am going to get my dick sucked, my pussy licked every day. Number one, like you, you have to think lavish. You have to think how the fuck am I, I'm going to do nothing, but how much fun am I going to have with the nothing? Where am I going to buy houses? Where am I going to spend the majority of my time? You know what I mean? Where am I going to winter? Where am I going to summer? Those are the fun things you're going to think. Can I buy a fucking Cinnabon franchise and just have it in my living room and operate on a loss, but I get Cinnabons every day. That's the stuff you, you know what I mean? I'm going to go to every music festival. I'm going to go here. I'm going to buy a private jet that lands on my private yacht. Like that's the fun shit you're supposed to be thinking about. You're not supposed to be thinking about, oh, how could I, if I put the money in here and then it gets tied into a Roth IRA and then like, dude, like what the fuck? Like how you were the, like, you were the walking, you're walking paint drying. You're like that. That's the most boring fucking person of all time. That's like virgin talk. You know what I mean? Um, no, not even because virgins usually have good imaginations because they're, you know, they're fantasizing. They're thinking about, I wonder what this is like. This is just, it's, it's, it's bad. I don't know. Like inv- you get a billion dollars and you immediately think, how do I invest it? Cause the billion isn't enough. That is crazy thinking. That there's something psychologically sick with people like that. And maybe it's us as a culture. We got to look into that where I can understand you win a million and you're thinking, how do I invest this? That I get any sizable amount of money that isn't quite life changing. Sure. Or maybe that's how you get, maybe investing is exciting for you, but if investing is exciting to you, you're not going the safe route. You know what I mean? You're thinking, how do I really create, do some crazy shit with it? Be smart enough to put enough aside. Right. But honestly, man, that is a weird thing. That's why I never felt bad for any of the people who lose money in like a pyramid scheme. You know, that Bernie Madoff piece of shit, that guy, he robbed like other billionaires, like the owner of the Mets had to sell because he lost a ton of money in that Bernie Madoff uh, pyramid scheme. Good. Good. No, for real. Good. Because if you're the type of person that's like, see, I have hundreds of millions, but I want more and you get ripped off. You kind of deserve it. You do a little bit because that money wasn't enough for you. Again, there's a sick thing in our society where people are like a billion. How do I invest and make more? It's it, the billion isn't enough. 
You should immediately, if you win a billion dollars, your thought process should be, all right, cool. How much fun am I going to have not doing shit? I'm not saying don't ignore works of passion. You know what I mean? If you are a singer currently, yeah, keep fucking singing. But obviously the stress is off. You don't have to worry about getting a record deal anymore. You could buy the record company. You know what I mean? Like that's, I don't, like you should, I would literally be thinking to myself, all right, I have a billion dollars. Um, first of all, how am I going to get revenge on anyone who's ever wronged me? That's, that's going to happen. That's the kind of fun shit you need to be doing. You know what I mean? You need to think to yourself, all right, cool. Uh, this guy I don't like, he lives over here. I'm going to buy all the houses around him and I'm going to rent them for a dollar a month to all the biggest scumbag pieces of shit I could find. And they are going to just be the worst neighbors ever. That that's like the fun stuff you do there. You know what I mean? You, um, you know, you, you just do also the generosity. I would be so pumped on how cool you could be. I remember being a little kid being in awe of the rich guy stories. Cause I think rich people were more fun back in the day. Now we just view them. You know what it is now? Because so many rich people now became rich for not like doing any, like, what do you, what do you do? You know, you invented like an app, I guess that part and apps are cool. Those are useful. They benefit society. But like, you know, people who made their money on a hedge fund or something like that. Again, I'm not knocking it. I could never become super filthy rich off of that. So yeah, maybe there's a little bit of like, how the fuck did you do that? My point is that like, you used to hear stories like Frank Sinatra dropping insane tips. Or there was a story back in the day that I heard when I was a little kid. This is what I was getting at. Babe Ruth said to like an elevator guy, you know, back then they said people would hit the button for you. And just like next, the guy who on the elevator hits the button for you. Next to the guy who hands you a paper towel in the bathroom. I mean, just jobs that are pretty useless, but whatever. You know, when you go to a bathroom and there is a guy, a bathroom attendant, they're pretty much in there. Just make sure you guys aren't doing cocaine all over the place. But the elevator guy, I don't Back in the day, rich people were like, I don't want to touch a button that other people touched. So you dorm, you elevator man, you have to poke it with your gross finger. Anyway, Babe Ruth said to the guy, what's the biggest tip you've ever gotten? And I said, ah, this one guy gave me like 50 bucks. And he's like, okay, well, here's a hundred. You let me know if anyone ever beats that. I'll come back and double it again. Like that's the kind of rich dude energy you need to have. Those are the two types of rich people everyone fucking loves. Mark Cuban's got that going on a little bit right now. But like you want to be the guy that walks around being like, hey, how you doing there, sweetheart? And you throw someone a hundred dollar bill. Yo, champ, uh, you, you mind handing me that? Oh, you dropped a hundred. Bam, there you go, man. Like, cause you can't, you can't take it with you. So when I see these people on the internet being like, oh man, I just want a billion and here's how I'd invest it, invest it, invest it. Do you know how much money a fucking billion dollars is? Like someone broke it down once where it's like a million. I could be a little wrong on this math though, but it's, it's not the point. The math doesn't need to be correct, but here's what you need to understand. Something like a million seconds is 11 days, but a billion seconds is 30 years. I'll repeat that a million, 11 days, a billion, 30 years. That's the difference between a billion and a million. Way too many people think a billion and a million are close. They are very much not. They're, they're just not close. They're just the net. It's billion is the next big mega number, but it's so mega. It pisses on a million pisses. You know what a billion is? A billion is a seven foot, two inch center. And a million is a fucking ant. It's an ant. It's like, it's not on its radar. You know, if, if we lived in a world where a 
billionaires were like, you know, the average, say the average person had a billion. If you saw someone with a million, you'd be like, oh, God, you know, I really wish I, you know, do you need help? Like you, you would like, you'd feel sorry for them. I think billionaires might, they're, they're probably like that. They look at millionaires being like, mm, man, what went wrong? Did your, did you, did you grow up in an abusive home? Like, why do you only have a million dollars? I don't understand it. Did what happened? Did a tornado hit your town and the infrastructure was devastated and you had no access to anything? Like, that's what it would be like. But again, if you are not, I just hope whoever won this mega millions billion, whoever you are, I hope this message gets to you. If you're out there in Des Plaines, Illinois, and, and by the way, it was sold in Des Plaines off the highway. It doesn't mean the person lives in Des Plaines, but wherever you are, please be fun with it. Be fun, right? You know, be everyone, you know, I, there needs to be a term for women. Cause now I was about to say, be that big swinging dick. You know what I mean? That's not like a penis size thing. That's more of an attitude though. You know what I mean? When people say like big dick energy, they don't mean they literally have a big dick. They mean they got like that aura, you know, in the movie Moneyball, they talked about the one player. He's like, he's the type of guy and he walks in the room. His dick's already been there for three minutes. Like, like it's just like a confidence thing, I guess. I don't know why we're everyone's so obsessed with dicks, but like, that's just, there needs to be a female equivalent. Like, you know what I mean? Have the, you know, let those, let those fucking tits pop in everyone's faces. Like, I don't know. Just have them busting out. That's the attitude you need to have. You know how insane I would be with it? Like literally, I would I would look for ways to be a hero. I'd be Iron Man. If you if you win a billion dollars and you don't figure out a way to become Iron Man, you suck. You suck. Come on. How do we not have one fucking Iron Man out there? There's not one of these so many of these billionaires are nerds too. None of them even want that. The idea to be a superhero. I have no idea why. I'll tell you what, though. I, every time I went through a drive-thru, I would be like, all all the cars. Well, I, I would do all that. I would, all that kind of fun shit. How, how do you not do that fun shit? You know what I mean? You see some barista look like she's having a hard time. Everyone's bossing around. You're in the back of the line. When it's your turn, you go, you know what? I'll take whatever you feel like pouring, and here's a grand. Like, yeah, you know, and a grand's nothing. Like, I would do all of that stuff. That's That's how you want to kick it. You know what I mean? Randomly change someone's life. Because that's the fantasy. Think about it. How many people are in traffic out there and just they're, they're miserable and their car's barely inching along and they think to themselves, man, you know what would be awesome if I just got a fuckload of money out of nowhere? You could be that person. You could be that person. And I don't know why that person isn't out there. Do that stuff. Be cool as fuck with it. Fucking dude. Oh my God. That's why I should have won the billion. Because I would have stimulated the fuck out of so many economies. I would have made economies come. That's how stimulated they would have been. Orgasming these economies all over the place. I would find little towns to be like, oh, that little town, the mill just closed down on your luck. Daddy's in town. That's right. Where's the local watering hole? Drinks on me forever. You know what I mean? Because you could pretty much buy those towns. You know what I mean? Just it's, It's that kind of fuck you money. It really is. You wouldn't work unless you, it was like a passion thing. Unless you were someone who's like, I always wanted to run a bar. And then, you know, because I always kind of want to run a bar. Actually, no, I want to own a bar. You want to own it. You don't want to run it. You want to do like inventory? That's boring. No, you want to have some fun with it. So whoever you are out there, please don't be boring. That's the message. All rich people out there, stop being boring. All right. Now, now more rich people talk. Will Smith, actor Will Smith, who we all know, Got himself in a little bit of hot water. I feel like I sound like I'm doing a weekend update all of a sudden. Actor Will Smith, everybody. I'm, I'm very much uh, 
you know, really identifying people in a way where it's like, Will Smith, you know him from such movies as Hitch. And uh, what's the other one he was in where he was like a guy trying to help that dude? Hooch? Hooch wasn't that. Do you play a character named Hooch? Um, where's the guy where he's the... All right, anyway, uh, Bad Boys. Bad Boys 2. Independence Day. Uh, the one where it's, the guy has CTE. Um, I, Robot. Um King Richard, which he won the Oscar for. Anyway, so at the Oscars, Will Smith, as we all know, everyone knows this, went up there, gave Chris Rock five fresh ones to the face, just open palm, psh, stocked and slap. What up? Just hit hit a lot, hit some cheekbone. It was, it was tough, tough slap. I remember in the aftermath, people were like, was that staged? Because Chris Rock kind of looked like, what the fuck are you doing? And then got smashed. He was like, oh, Will Smith just slapped that shit out of me. I can't do it, Chris Rock. I'm sorry, I haven't attempted it. But uh, he's been pretty much radio silent since he did a little interview thing or something. I only saw part of the clip, but I guess it's a full nine minute thing. I saw like two, two to three minutes of it in which he talked about I was in the wrong and all this kind of stuff. And they're like, why don't you say anything in your acceptance speech? He goes, I was just, I, I wasn't even there. It was just so fucked up. Everything that happened, it happened quickly. And I got sucked up in it. And you know, I, can, I can understand that a little bit. You're kind of like, oh my God, that's just everything I worked my ass off for it. I just ruined everything. And then they go, the Oscar goes to Will Smith. And you're like, holy shit, have a good one. Like, you know, it's, uh, I, I, I get that, I guess. Now, I have Chris Rock's back in this as a stand up comedian. Comedians, I, not all comedians, but as comedians, we should all have our back a little bit more. Um, I always, though, will back up the comedian. Um, it, you shouldn't get hit for fucking saying a joke. The way Will Smith acted was complete bullshit. The fact the Oscars let him just chill there was also stupid. They should have been like, you got to go. Um, they could have announced he won, but no acceptance speech or something. You know what I mean? Like a, lo a lot of mistakes were made. And I'm sure at the time they were like, we never had anything happen like this before. We're not prepared for it. Yeah. Uh, but either way, I... I Chris Rock, I thought, did you know he kind of jumped on stage afterwards for a little bit, did a bunch of shows. He didn't really want to make a big, big thing about it to drag it out because it doesn't make him look good, right? You, you think he wants to be known as the guy that got slapped by Will Smith from that point on for the rest of his career, a great career too? No. So I think he handled it pretty well. The one thing that was shocking was that Will Smith said in his video that's going around right now that he reached out to Chris Rock, but Chris wasn't ready to respond to him at the time or just didn't want to deal with him at the time which I could also understand from Chris's point of view. Now, a lot of people were commenting, has Chris apologized to uh, Jada? And I don't know. Does he need to apologize to her? Maybe, but not like, I think comedians should never apologize for a joke. But the problem is this, this was directly at somebody though. So that's where it's different. You know, if you made a joke about alopecia in general and people were offended, I don't, think you need to apologize uh because it's kind of like his thing was like hey i made a joke about a subject you don't like but here was the it was it was a joke so you know you took it the wrong way that's kind of on you but i don't apologize for jokes jokes aren't real this is what our art form is we're not gonna bat a thousand sometimes we miss all right that but it was directly at someone who was specific as harmless as it was it wasn't straight up about alopecia in general though he kind of just was making fun of her haircut did he know she had alopecia there was more to the, to the story than we ever really found out um from chris rock's point of view you know 
the other comments I was seeing or the other talk I heard about this in regards to Will Smith finally breaking his silence, you know, this has been since what late March was it or early April is that uh, people are like, well, I'm sure his PR people thought you better just say something quickly. I don't know. I think he let things die down, which was the smart way to play it. And some people are just like, I'll never see one of his movies again. This even seemed like a real apology. I don't know. Seems sincere enough to me. Uh, I don't think this should end his career. I, I just don't. As much as I'm on Chris Rock's side, Will Smith had a bad moment. He, he lost his temper. I think, again, what happened was he originally laughed a little bit because he's probably just like, oh, everyone's making jokes. It's what it is. Then he glanced over at his wife and then thought, oh, fuck. I didn't have her back in the moment. I even laughed in the moment. I'm going to get so much shit for this. Then he had flashbacks to their whole open marriage thing and how the public didn't take his side with that. They kind of, you know, in the moment he probably felt weak, like, oh, this motherfucker's doing this to me right now. Fuck this shit. I'm so sick of this. Went up there, smacked him. You know, um, did he do it because he's bigger than Chris Rock and could get away with it? Sure. Would he have done it to Chappelle? I don't know. He probably just yelled. There are different circumstances of things. That's something as a society that that's just true. You know, let's be honest. An ugly person hits on you. You're like, hot person hits on you. You're like, how's it going? Like, see, it's just, you know, both circumstances could be creepy too. There's circumstances where it's like, oh, it's creepy because he's an ugly guy. But if it was Brad Pitt, wouldn't it be creepy? I'm like, yeah. And that goes, that goes the same way with dudes. Dudes bring that up. And it's like, you feel the same way. If some woman with one tooth in her head and just, totally looks like she's cracked out of her mind um very unattractive started you know coming up to you and being all creepy and trying to grab at you you'd be like get the fuck away from me but if emily radzikowski went up to you and started squeezing your ass and be like what's up babe you'd be like oh my god is it christmas did i die am i dead right now and this is what heaven is how did this happen that's the truth of it and the same thing when it comes to confrontation Again, if, if it was The Rock, some jack dude, Will Smith's not playing that game. He might yell something out. He might have done it verbally. He's not walking up and bitch slapping The Rock. But Chris Rock, different story. He's like, I could size this guy up. I could go up there. I could have my woman's back in front. Like, you know, still a total weak move. Will Smith's the biggest loser out of all of this. Um, because all it did was re- focus everyone on the problems he's had with Jada who didn't even have his back right away. I still think he needs to just drop her dude. Come on. You don't need that in your life anymore. Um, and, and it makes, it made Chris people were more sympathetic to Chris rock. Even the people who were like, ah, it's bullshit. Don't talk about another man's wife. He made a joke in the past. There's some history there, all this kind of stuff. People still were like, eh, in the same regard, don't, don't say that or don't hit somebody over it. That's really what it became about. So it, I do think Chris Rock would, it would be cool if he did. But again, you can't make someone accept an apology. They don't want to accept. So yeah, you know, if, if his whole thing, if Will Smith later clarifies, and again, I didn't watch the whole nine minute video. Maybe I should talk on my ass a little bit right now. Maybe he did clarify, but if he were to clarify, I'm apologizing for the way I handled it. I should have talked to him after the show and said, Hey, that shit's not going to fly. You need to apologize to her right now. That that would that that's the that's the man move right there. That's that's the that's the move. But instead, 
lost his temper in the moment. As a guy who's lost his temper in the moment a million times and have always been like, please, I hope people understand that's not the real me. I just, you had a bad moment, right? People have bad moments and they should be forgiven. And especially the side of the aisle that's always like, oh, you know, we got to forgive people and, and be, you know, the progressives out there. We, we, you know, you can't just be the type of people who are like, we need prison reform and rehabbing people and everyone needs second chances. But then when a guy slaps another guy, be like, fuck him, his career should be over. That's the conflicting nature of things. You know, again, it was a slap. He didn't murder anyone. He didn't, he didn't rape anyone. He didn't, you know what I mean? This is, this is minor assault. It's even weird to even say assault. It's, he, sla- he slapped somebody. If, if, if the police were pulled over, this was outside of a bar and the police pulled over and Chris Rock said, he slapped me in the face. The cops would be like, okay, what, do you, what would you like us to do? Don't, hey, you, you don't be hit. Don't be slapping people. That that's, They wouldn't even, they wouldn't even literally slap the cuffs on someone for that. That's how non-consequential it really is in the grand scheme of things. All right. Um, well, I'll find out more. I'll dig in more. I'm sure we'll find out. Chris Rocks will probably respond eventually. Kind of dig the power move of being like, you know what? I'm not ready to talk to you right now. I'll get to you when I get to you. Kind of a busy man. Sold a lot of tickets recently because of an event that happened. Not sure if you caught that. Doing arenas. What's up? The Gray Man on Netflix starring Ryan Gosling. I do feel like I'm doing like a news report now. I think every topic I've brought up. Anyway, the uh, Gray Man was good. It was a good action flick. It wasn't great, but it was good. It kept me eyes on the screen, which is all you could ask for from a good old popcorn flick. Ryan Gosling plays a badass. He's a covert CIA agent. There's a division of the CIA started by our guy, um, Bad Santa. What's his name again? Billy Bob Thornton. He used to be married to Angelina Jolie. A man who, he's one of those actors that women find very sexy, but I don't get it. Anyhow, Ryan Gosling, I get that. Uh, Chris Evans, who plays the bad guy, I get that. I never got uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Different strokes for different folks. So he, uh, Billy Bob Thornton's character is the head of the CIA division. Each Sierra, they each have numbers. And uh, Ryan Gosling, Sierra six. And he finds out that the Sierra, there's a, there's some rogue stuff going on and blah, blah, blah. And he, he intercepts like this file that could be very damaging to different members of the CIA. And that is a whole thing. And so now he has to protect the asset and they bring in Chris Evans, who's like a sociopath who goes to, he doesn't give a fuck. He'll do whatever it takes to get the job done. Cause he's like an off the books guy. You know, there's always these off the books guys that don't have to follow these books. It must be nice to be off of the books because someone says, Hey, you know, the book says do this. And he goes, I don't give a fuck what that book says. I'm off those books. So I'll do it. I'll do as it please. See you, you follow books. Me. I want my ass with these books. I'm not going to, dude, I don't even, I don't even look at that book. I won't even get it on Kindle. Don't even, don't even fucking summer. I don't even want the cliff notes version of the books you read. Cause I'm off those things. So he, um, besides the mustache in, in the haircut that you're not used to Chris Evans, but I get I understand that Chris Evans is like, I am known as captain America, but I'm still, I got, he's got a big career ahead of him still. He's probably like what? 43. Um, which for a guy who's in great shape, he could play 35 still. He's got a lot. I mean, Harrison Ford just turned 80 and that guy's still dominating. You know what I mean? He's still in action movies. Not as, that's, actiony as he used to be but he's still there so chris evans thinking i got a long career ahead of me i'm not just captain america 
So I do understand. It was just, it took me a little second because if you, in the previews, you see him, he's wearing a mustache and he's got a real like tight on the side. It's like slick back hairstyle. So he's thinking I'm playing the villain. I got to have a bad haircut. Um, Ryan Gosling's character, some good dialogue was very chill. I like the chill badass because I find that to be the most accurate all my life. The guys I know who are super tough, um, they didn't run around starting fights. They ended them, right? They didn't, they kind of kept the quiet demeanor. So if you're ever in a bar fight or any kind of fight where there's like a lot of shit's going to go down, look for the quiet one. Cause that's the one that's going to start fucking headbutting people. Right? So he played that role nicely where he had funny answers to everything, but wasn't, didn't come off like, um, like he was playing like a macho guy. He just played a guy that's like, oh, okay, I'll kick your ass, but I don't need to ham it up. You know what I mean? Um, so I liked his tone throughout the flick. That one woman, um, <laughs> excuse me, what is her name? Uh, she's from Cuba. She's good. She was good. I liked her. She's attractive without being distractingly attractive. You know what I mean? Like that type of actress. That, that, that plays well for that type of action movie. Like the Jason Bourne style act, act, um, action movie. Jason Bourne's a good example. They had that one European actress from like Run Lola Run. And she's been so attractive. Enough where you can understand. Oh, yeah, Jason Bourne. I get it, man. I get why you, you're risking a lot to save her. Understand. But those movies, you can't have someone. You can't have like a bombshell. You know, you can't have. Um, see, Black Widow being played by Scarlett Johansson worked because it was like the sexiness to it. And that's a superhero movie. So you could up it a little bit. But a movie with that's rated R with some more edge to it. You don't want the female badass to. That's why Angelina Jolie was almost too hot for some of her action flicks. She worked in Wanted because Wanted was a really cool movie. Check that out. was based off a graphic novel, so it had comic booky vibes. But like that other one, they tried to do that one, Salt. Remember they did like one and they thought it was going to be a franchise, but the movie just did okay. It just didn't take off. It just... So yeah, good cast, good flick. Check out The Gray Man. Big fan of that Ryan Gosling. That dude... You know, straight men out there. If you got those female friends who are just like, who, what I would let Ryan Gosling do. You got to understand. You got to be like, hey, yeah, tip your hat sometimes. Certain dudes are cool as fuck. Ryan Gosling, you sir are cool as fuck. Um, all right. I try to keep the podcast around 30 minutes or so. I'm at like 35 right now. I could save some of the other fun stuff for next week's episode. This is episode 199. Next week is 200. I'm going to try to have um, some really cool stuff going on for the 200 one. I want to get back a really big guest or maybe have a round table, have a few guests. Uh, so hopefully maybe live stream it for episode 100. I live streamed it and it got sloppy and crazy. And I, I don't think I recorded it right. And people got drunk. <laughs> it was fucking a shit show. And it was a good time, but couldn't find it. Um, Shout out to the uh, Chicago Man City Football Club. I am now a member uh, Man City supporters. I'm a big fan of Manchester City. They are my team in the Premier League, the reigning champs. Um, went to a bar called AJ Hudson's in Chicago. Loved the atmosphere. We unfortunately lost 3-1 to Liverpool, which is a big rivalry. Those are the top two teams in the Premier League. Uh, my Man City just did not. Just playing a little bit. 
little too not aggressive enough on defense and on offense, just a little off. The passes were just not crisp enough. There's a little something off. I don't know if it was first big game jitters or whatever. Uh, the season officially kicks off this Sunday. I love it, by the way. I am someone who I've been a Man City supporter for a, a while now, a good decade or so. They've been my team. But as far as like being a big, big time, like I can't miss a game, it's really just been the last uh, two years. The pandemic, thankfully, that's one of the positives of the pandemic. But uh, now I'm going to pubs and watching it. It is one of the best sports. If you're not into it, uh, and I wasn't for a long time. Like even when I I chose Man City as my team about 10 years ago because I was working at an Irish pub. The owner like United, so I worked, uh, so I rooted for City just to be a dick a little bit. And um, and I was like, well, I asked all these dudes. There was a bunch of English guys and Irish guys, and even a couple Scotsmen and stuff. That bar got like that crowd. Uh, called Shaughnessy's Public House. And anyway, um, I was gonna say go there, but I kind of got fired from that, so don't fucking go there. <laughs> um, so I was work day shift a lot, and soccer was always on during the day. And just talking to those dudes, they're like, "Oh, we got to pick a team to, you know, who you're gonna root for and all that." And one bartender like Everton, and another couple guys like Chelsea and United, and all, you know um liverpool was a couple teams like that i was just like all right well who's most like the cubs i guess because i'm a dire cubs fan they're always gonna be my favorite professional sports team although they've been pissing me off lately that's a whole nother thing to talk about if you're a cubs fan and you listen to this i got some stuff for you guys coming up but um they said manchester city because they hadn't won since like 1968 and so it was like a really long drought uh but then reading into them like there's a lot of teams that have like never won but Manchester City was like, as far as like a major market, which that's why they compare them to the Cubs. The Cubs are like a big market. Like the Seattle Mariners have never won a World Series, but no one ever talks about them because it wasn't as long as the Cubs, of course. And they're not as storied and not from a big, big city. Anyhow, though, so uh, I, but again, I wasn't a soccer fan pretty much most of my life. I've really turned around um, on the sport because once you appreciate the sport and get what they're doing, it's a fun watch, especially at a bar with good people around you. And I've met some really cool people this past uh, Sunday watching the game. The games only last about two hours, right? And they're during the daytime. So you get a healthy buzz. Everyone's super into it. You never know when they're going to score either. So you're really glued to the TV, much like in hockey. One of the things I love the most about hockey, where in football and basketball, they score every play. So it's like fucking what you could go take a shit in the middle of the game. You're not missing anything. And then, baseball's kind of set up for others oh, runner on third base one out fly ball gets to run in football they're in the red zone like things are set up soccer i mean obviously they get into a zone they're setting it up they're controlling the ball so there's a lot of passing back and forth and they're, they're looking for that moment but it still comes way more out of like nowhere and, it, and it's it's faster in that sense they don't stop the clock for anything essentially and no it's just a great game and uh I really I'm, I'm mad at myself that I wasn't more into it when I was growing up. Maybe I would have played it. Maybe I would have excelled at it. I don't know. Maybe I, I feel like I got a soccer player type body. You know, maybe I would have. It, it was really good. I just think I, I grew up around people who loved baseball, football, basketball, hockey. And so we were just like, fuck soccer. You know what I mean? We just, it wasn't our game. But now that I'm more educated on the game. And again, Man City has been my team a lot longer than I liked soccer. But I've liked soccer and I've, you know, the last couple of years I haven't missed a game. I have different apps to stream it on and stuff like that because it gets tough. And some of these games, I'm waking up at seven in the morning to watch it. But it's fun. If you're looking for something new to get into, give it a go. Going with an open mind. I've gotten a couple friends to kind of be like, all right, I'll give it a chance. And they're they're really warming up to it. 
I got one cousin, my cousin Brian, if you're listening, I love you, dude, but give it a shot, man. I'm telling you, you got to go to the pub. I'm going to take him to the pub. And once we're there, then he's going to really love it. All right. And I love you guys. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Joe Kilgallen podcast. If you can check out the Patreon, support that. I'll appreciate that. You can also help me by sharing my YouTube videos with all of your friends and family and loved ones and exes and all the, your enemies, even why not? Maybe they deserve to be to laugh and then they won't be enemies anymore. Who knows? All right. You guys have a fucking good one. Get after it. Enjoy August. Cheers.